Yeah, man. Welcome back. You got your AirPods back, man. How's it feel? Welcome back. Feels man. good. Feels good. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thugging it out with the headphones. You know, call me oh, old God. fashioned. You know, but <laughs> may- maybe I'll make the adjustments in 2022 to get some, you know, finesse with the AirPods on the show. But for now, we're, we're team headphones. But, um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, we can't play or we haven't played like songs on here before, but I feel like, you know, playing like a, a welcome back song in honor of, you know, the one and only Clay Thompson. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, like, where, where are you going with that analogy? <laughs> where are you yeah, going with that analogy? Uh, well, 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 welcome back, Clay Thompson, man. Um, it's good to have, you know, him, you know, back playing basketball again. Um, I think that's been for a lot of basketball fans, not just Warriors fans, but basketball players in general and fans in general that, you know, having Clay Thompson back is definitely, definitely, definitely um, a good thing, man. Um, and clearly he did not wait to, you know, Get some shots up. (laughs) Got it going. (laughs) Get some shots up. I'm not mad at it. Definitely had the itch. (laughs) You feel me? Let that shit fly. You feel me? But, you know, it's good to have him back. Um, How do you feel about his return? I was great. Exciting. I mean, it's Clay Thompson. When you get another Splash brother back and you pair him with the other Splash brother, it's just like, it was fun. What was your overall thoughts of it? I mean, you know, 18... Attempts in what twenty minutes or something? That's yeah. That right there is amazing. That's wonderful. That's what I mean. You know how you're down. I don't really care about wins and yeah. losses like that if it's not the Lakers. But you know, to see that you know he's getting uh, shots up yeah. and not and not wasting any time. It's like you know that's exactly what I would prefer as opposed to you know him waiting to you know let me just get adjusted to you know the system and the new team quote unquote and all that. It's still yeah. Clay Thompson, so <laughs> let's fire off. Yeah. Let's you know it was it was it was actually very impressive because I when I was watching Clay Thompson it was like he was attacking the rim. He was scoring at the second level on the basketball court. And my thing was like, yo, it's, it's one thing that Klay Thompson coming back healthy. He's arguably the greatest 3 and D shooter of all time. But if he's going to come back and he's going to be like this three-level scorer, creating on his own, creating off the dribble, like in his first game back, if he's going to do that, I know it's only one game, but if he's going to do that this season, I mean, it's, it gets really scary because now you can put up lineups that, you can put in lineups that basically like you can have, Draymond on the bench and Stephen Curry on the on the bench, getting breathers, and you can have Klay Thompson on the court by himself and kind of like leading the show. So it's just kind of that was very cool to see, and that's also very scary to see if your other teams in the NBA. So it was very fun, very exciting, and I'm interested to see if that's going to carry over in more games. I think it will. I think because you know when you're already being added to a team that's already good the pressure isn't the same as if like, all right, you know, we need you to come back and score 40. That's not the case with Clay. You know what I'm saying? Even though obviously if he does that, cool, but like there's still a good basketball team without him. Obviously he elevates that team, but, and I think because there isn't so much, um, you know, to ask of him from like, you know, all right, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. That's going to make it his job a hell of a lot easier, but he's back, man. You know, I know, yeah. you know, the entire NBA community was kind of, you know, eager enough to, 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 to watch him play and stuff like that. And he didn't disappoint, you know, I, you know, a lot of people probably expected, all right, you know, play a couple minutes, just get the rhythm down. Especially this is the first game, too. This is not like the first yeah. week, first month. This is the first game. And so he was really on some, let's, you know, let's do it. Attacking the basket, dunking, yeah. like yeah. fadeaways. Fade yeah. Like yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was hitting from every spot on the basketball court. And it's just like, I've seen Clay Thompson shooting the mid-range the second zone, of course. But it was just like the way he was doing it with Stephen Curry off the court, with Draymond Green off the court. As well, you know, Draymond didn't play. He came in, you know, he just wanted to start because Clay was coming back. But it was just like, it was still very impressive. I'm like, yo, all right, now, 
if they can get to like have different three types of different lineups, a lineup with Draymond, Clay, and Steph, the normal lineup we're used to, a small ball, a small ball lineup as well. And then sometimes you can spot like rest for Draymond and Stephen Curry. You can play Clay Thompson, Poole, and you throw in Andrew Wiggins, and then like those two other guys on the bench, especially with Wiseman coming back. And then it's like that gets very, very scary because now you got three different types of offense and three t- different types of lineups that you could just throw out on the court, especially in the playoffs. It's just like the more variety of lineups you have and the more different offense you have that you can kind of make the defense uncomfortable in the half-court system, then that gets very challenging to defend and also very challenging to like win against a team like the Golden State Warriors. So I was very impressed. I know it's only one game, but scary, scary hours like they say in Brooklyn. Yeah, and honestly, it would be scary enough to add Clay, you know, to any team, right? But when you add him to a team, that's already like kind of a top of the Western Conference and one of the best teams in the entire league. That's even, you know, more scary than just the, any other type of thought, you know, right? Just the idea like, yo, you could have made the case that the Warriors, you know, are and, you know, were and still are a championship contender. But now you add a guy, you know, who can go off the way Clay does. And, he, and on top of that, he has time, right? Mm-hmm. He's not coming back in the beginning of April, right? This yeah. is January. So it, it's, it's, as you said, it's going to get scary. It, and it's, it's, it's going to get scary. And it's, it, he's coming back in the right time because I already started. We saw Seth, um, Stephen Curry have that stretch where he was kind of like, all right, his worst like shooting stretch in the history of his career. I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to think, well, he's doing too much. Like you don't want St- Stephen Curry's body taxed before like the postseason. So now you're getting Klay Thompson coming back. Now Stephen Curry doesn't have to be relied to do so much because he's only, what, 6'3", 185 pounds. It's just kind of like he's not like your LeBron or your Giannis like where he can play this like carry in a regular season for 82 games and then also carry in a post. That's very hard for a guard to do. So now Klay Thompson comes back right on time. And like I said, you can have Klay Thompson have a lineup by himself and have Stephen Curry get more rest and Draymond get more rest as well. It's just kind of like that's very, very cool to see. And that's also going to help Stephen Curry in the long run because he needs to be healthy and right to go when it matters the most. Facts. Um, speaking of Draymond, I know you mentioned his name. Did you see what he did? Um, like the idea of like you know he played like five seconds. And then yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, what I mean, that I think cool. too. You know, that that big trio. Um, obviously, you know, they've. I feel like they've experienced like the highs and lows. You know, as a as a unit. You know, being you know on one of the best teams in league history, but at the same time, there's been years or maybe not too many, but like where people yeah. have been like, damn, are they even capable of making the playoffs? Or like, is their time done now that KD is gone? What's next? All these different things. So now to know that three guys that they've, you know, had for a very long time um, can, you know, play together again. Um, yeah. and, and it's weird, though, like when one guy um, comes back, you know, the other one is still kind of injured. But, you know, they're going to, you know, play together eventually um, and at a high level. But, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, See, the, 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 you know it's, it's, it's not over, I'll say. Yeah. And it's also very interesting. It's seeming like they're, they're also having a chance to do something that's really never been done before compete at the same time also build like and develop like they got guys moody wiseman pool jk jonathan um i can't he's special too like he's not playing right now but jonathan like he's he has tools to really be something very very special in this league um going forward but it's kind of like we've never seen a team really compete and also like develop at the same time so it's going to be very very interesting to see like what happens with the Warriors, like if, even if they don't win the championship this year, but it's just kind of like going forward, it's just like they have a window, a two, three-year window to win another championship, in my opinion. 
But at the same time, it's just kind of like you also got guys that they can develop along the way as Klay Thompson gets older, as Stephen Curry gets older, as Draymond Green gets older. Facts, and we talk about that often, right? Like one of the worst things you can do in the league is be in the middle of the pack, right? Like that team that's like, all right, you're an eight seed. So it's like, are you trying to improve? Are you trying to win a championship now? Or are you trying to tank? Like being in the middle is the worst. But they're like, they're winning games, but at the same time, like you said, they have youth. So it's yeah. like they are killing it in both departments, which some teams fail to it's never ha- be good at one. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> never, it's, never, it's never happened before. And I'm just like, I'm still cautious because I don't know. Like I'm saying it's, it's happening, but it's just like, we really won't know the true test until like the playoffs come. Because when the playoffs come, we know that Klay Thompson going to be there, Stephen Curry going to be there. But then that's when we got to really see about like, all right, Jordan Poole. Andrew Wiggins, we know what Draymond's going to bring you defensively, but offensively, he's not going to be like a really a factor like some of these other guys. So it's just kind of like that's when the time is really going to tell. Like, all right, if they win the finals, then all right, hoorah, we can we can develop and we can still compete. But if they don't win the finals in this year or next year, then you start looking at some of these young players like, oh, well, Steph Curry getting a little older, Klay Thompson getting a little older. Maybe we can package and get another superstar to come on board. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting in Golden State. Now, I don't think they would do that just because, I mean, it's, it's one thing to not win in the playoffs, but then it's another thing to just straight up, like, get embarrassed. I think anytime you have a team where you're, like, you're the number one seed in a conference and you still have an MVP candidate and you still have two other Hall of Famers to, you know, pair him with, I don't think you blow it all up. And I'm not saying that you were recommending that, but, like, no, I, I not, think yeah. even if they don't win it this year, I think, they're like, their window is still there. Like, this, this isn't a, you know... If they don't win it now, then it's all over. This is the last no, chance I, they have. This is, but I will say this is the perfect season for them to win it all. I really believe this is like the perfect, with all the injuries that's going on, this is the perfect season for the Golden State Warriors to win it all. Like, it's kind of like the, the, the past two years with Clay being out and Stephen Curry being hurt sometimes and Draymond being hurt. And it's kind of like they had a lot of injuries not making the playoffs. Like, it seems like now other teams have those injuries. Denver Nuggets. The Los Angeles Clippers, even the Los Angeles Lakers right now with Anthony Davis. It's just kind of like, hey, like when you look at the you look at the West, it's really a, a two-head race right now. That's the Phoenix Suns and that's the Golden State Warriors. And we're about to talk about a team right now in the Memphis Grizzlies as well. Like, do you believe that they're a contender? Right now, to me personally, I believe like the top two contenders in the West is the Suns and the Golden State Warriors. So I think, you know, it's funny when we talk about the Grizzlies, I think one of the things that we heard a player say recently was the playoffs are all about getting hot at the right time, you know, and I personally think that's kind of more the college route, but I think that's, you know, obviously, I think that's football I mean, too, more so football. Right, yeah, I mean, well, I, mean, I guess sports in general, but I mean, like at yeah. the same time, talent prevails, right? Like I, yeah. college, you, like college, you really just got to be better than someone for 40 minutes, right? Very yeah. simple. But in the pros, even though there's, you know, some truth to that, it's about getting hot at the right time, it's still the same game series, right? You still got to beat a team four straight times. So I think with the Grizzlies, I think, you know, they have the talent and I think they're hungry and ready to win now. I don't think they're, they're not waiting anymore, which we've seen from teams in the past. Like, they're not waiting. Um, that's good, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be a team where it's like, if they can continue to play this way, come playoff time, they're going to be in great shape. And the reason why I say it that way is because I don't think they have the, I don't think people are going to give them the credit enough to say, that, all right, that's a team that they can flip on the switch and say, all right, if they've been playing bad for five games, I know that they can get it done in like a game seven, or I know they can get it done when it matters the most. To me, 
that's a team that has to be playing like well consistently throughout mm-hmm. the regular season. Because I hate to say it, just again, just based off range and stuff, they don't have that one guy I feel that's like legitimately proven himself and won like championships or you know had deep playoff runs. So because so, of that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, that's why I say like, all right, they got to be playing well. So you know. do you think, so are they a playoff contender or a, like, well, I, what's so the what, conference finals right. and finals contender? Like, what's the, what contender are they? Because it's different types of contenders. Are they a playoff Very contender? True. Like, can they win a first round matchup? Or do you believe that they can go to the Western Conference finals potentially? Well, I mean, they, they definitely, I mean, I'm not sure by definition how we want to run with playoff contender, but they definitely can win the first round, right? Anytime you get a top four seed at a conference, regardless of the reason, whether it's injuries, COVID years, shortened, whatever, like. If you finish top four and you get home court, it's not a surprise to at least get the first round. Um, but if they're a four seed and they got to play the Warriors in the first round, that would definitely be tough. Um, I don't like to use the word upset, you know, because it's, it's we're still talking about you know pros. But it would kind of surprise me if they ended up being the Warriors. Um, but I mean, the Warriors have a lot of firepower, especially now when we talk about adding Clay back. Like I would have said this pre-Clay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you add Clay, eh? Love, love John. I love what Memphis is doing, and I think. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, um, they won't ever win a championship eventually. But, like, right now, the Warriors are, like, stacked and to the point where it's like, yo. You and know, the Suns, bro. They, the Suns. Well, yeah, also, well, well the I, Suns I only said the Warriors because yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, of you know, the standings yeah. and who they would play. But absolutely, the Suns, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of those people. It's like, I got to see it to believe it. Like, I'm one of these people that's, that's still believe in the Los Angeles Lakers healthy. I know we're going to talk a little bit about the you know, Russell Westbrook and Lakers in a little bit. But I see, it's just like, I seen the Golden State Warriors do it. You know what I'm saying? We, we seen them do it. We seen, regardless of, you know, situations happen in the playoffs with the Phoenix Suns not beating a healthy team or probably the Milwaukee Bucks not beating a healthy team throughout their run to the finals. They still made it to the finals. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just like, we seen it. The Memphis Grizzlies, I haven't seen it. Like, I got to see it to believe it. Like, I got to see them win a first round matchup to be like, all right, now let's see what they can do in a second round. But to be honest, let's say they get as high as the third seed, or even they say the fourth seed, and let's say the Denver Nuggets drop, and because everybody's so close, that 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 basically that, that five through eight range is so close right now. And let's say the, the Los Angeles Clippers with a healthy Paul George, it's a it's the fifth seed, and the Memphis Grizzlies are the fourth seed. I don't know if I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Because I've seen Paul George just going to run by himself leading to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? So I got to see it with Memphis. Like, they got a lot of great pieces and stuff, but I really got to see it to believe it. Right. Well, I mean, who I think is going to win is different than, like, who I say could win. Like, I'm not going to say my prediction now because, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's so a ways early, away. Yeah. But just the idea, like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Grizzlies got out of the first round. Now, if they made it to the Western Conference Finals, then I'm like, all right, well, shit, I didn't really see that coming. But I, I can't sit here and say that a top four seed with home court advantage with a player like Ja, you know, they make it to the second round. is like, oh, shit, I had no idea. Like, there's a reason why they're the four seed. And even to your point about the Lakers and, and teams that have proven it but haven't proven it, to me, it would be one thing if, like, all these teams were playing the same and the one thing we can hang our hat on was the fact that the Lakers or whatever team has proven it. If, like, when you asked me, I think last week, about the Bulls, or the Lakers, right? The Bulls don't really have guys that have NBA Finals, you know, experience, except for, you know, Caruso. Or but like experience, really. Well, 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 okay, yeah, that too. But just like, at the end of the day, at least those teams are playing well now, right? The Bulls and the Grizzlies. So as much as I want to sit here 
and acknowledge what guys have done in the past. And, play, and again, playoff basketball is, is a lot different. It is extremely different. At the same time, I have to acknowledge what's happening now. And yeah. if certain teams are playing well now, hey, you know, <laughs> I yeah, got to at I mean, least consider it. Yeah, consider it. I, that's fine. Now, the Jazz been playing well in the regular season for years, and I've still felt the right. same way about them. <laughs> but, 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 even, but even that, though, Dave, and I don't want to sit here and say that the Jazz have failed. I just think sometimes they've ran into teams that were just straight up better than them. But even then, but even then, with I don't that know example, about that. but well, even then though, even with that example, we've seen it from them before, right? Like we, we, we mm-hmm. are, we've, we were used to the Jazz having great, you know, regular seasons and then going to the playoffs and not win the championship. The Grizzlies, the Bulls, it's been a minute since we. So who knows? Sure. You know what I'm saying? So this What's could be the year we're like exactly. You know, yeah. so I mean, I think it all depends on like matchups too. That's a, that's a big thing. Obviously, if we're talking Clippers, that's one thing. But if we're talking, yeah, the, you know, a different team, all that matters. The, the, you know? It definitely, like you said, it definitely depends on matchups. I think that's the biggest key. Like you said, definitely matchups. Who, whatever the first round matchups going to be, that's going to like make us like really look and say, all right, now let's really dissect this. Like, who do you think is going to win? Because I look at another team, like even the Dallas Mavericks. Like, what if the uh, Memphis Grizzlies get as high as the third seed and Dallas Mavericks are six seed? Am I really? Am I going to pick Jai over Luca? And I seen Luca go head to head two game sevens against a top. Clippers team with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, back to back. Yeah, and I'm saying it's hard. It's it's hard. It's 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 gonna be hard. But uh, I, let, let, I like what the. I was gonna say let, let's talk about if that series were to happen, right? You, you get Ja versus Luke in the first round. You get Grizzlies versus Mavs in the first round. And they play each other, yeah. right? Now we done asked and talked about Luca making it to the second round for a very long time. We're not. Let me not say a very long time. He ain't been in the league for like ten years. But it's the idea of like. Start of the season, we said, look, yeah. look, look, look at look at who's on, you know, the line with you. <laughs> they they done made it out the first round. Yeah. Now Ja, he wasn't he wasn't on that list of five or six guys originally that, that we listed out. Originally, yeah. He wasn't. <laughs> originally. Originally, originally. 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 But now, you know, hell yeah, he is. But now it's like, well, if Ja goes out and beats Luca, and of course, y'all, we understand that it's the Grizzlies versus the Mavericks. It's a team thing, but I don't care about that right now. So if Ja goes out there and beats Luca, are we having a conversation? I won't say the topic, of course, but are we having a conversation? That conversation is going to be very, very... It's going to get nasty. It's, it's, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> that, that conversation is going to get very, very nasty, especially with yeah. like, all the stuff that like, you know, people have tried to proclaim Luca to be. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and Luca is phenomenal. He's great, but it's just like, what happens is, like, I tell people, be cautious of, like, the media putting expectations, expectations on young players because if they don't fulfill those expectations, the media, they'll turn on you <laughs> with the quickness. Like, they'll, you'll go from being the next LeBron James, the future of the NBA, to a guy they're looking around like, he can't get it done. Like, he's never had playoff success. Like, he's quickly is he a too. winner. Is he a winner? Quickly. Like, do, do, <laughs> do the Dallas Mavericks need to... Trade Porzingis. Like it's so much stuff that'll start to happen. And that's and that's gonna tie into our next conversation with what I'm seeing right now with Russell Westbrook. Because after that game, this I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish I'm, with the Dallas. I'm about to say hold on. Let me say one more thing about the Luka yeah. situation. Um, so before, right, Luca losing to the Clippers, it's like, okay, you lost yeah. to a very good basketball team, right? You lost to, you know, two guys who you know are gonna be Hall of Famers, right? You know, um, 
Kawhi being a Finals MVP, took him seven, all that. But at least you knew that, okay, Luka just ran to the Clippers. Luka ran to a team who we knew for a fact, on paper at least, was better than the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. This year, if they play the Grizzlies, I don't know if that's the case. Right? I, I think you can add, it'll be a toss-up on who you think is better, the Grizzlies or the, or the Mavericks, standings aside. And so if you can't get it done, get it done against them, that's not one time. And it ain't two times. That's gonna yeah. be three three times. And it ain't gonna just like, all right. And things it ain't gonna just gonna be a toss up on like playoffs, like yo, team wise of it's gonna be a toss up of well, I don't know. Is Luca better than Ja? That's gonna be the real that's gonna that's be the a, real that's, that's hey, gonna be that's the real a, question. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the real question. That's exactly what I that's, said. Hey man, I ain't gonna say the topic just yet, that, but that, that's gonna be the real be talked about. Yeah, that's gonna be the real damn question. Cause it's like it gets to a point where, you know, like I just I didn't see other, I didn't see Tatum do it, Eastern Conference Finals as a rookie. You know, I didn't see Trey Young do it. Like, I know the, the, the Hawks are, the season's been bad because of COVID and issues and stuff like that. And they also struggling because the expectations are high as well. Like, they're not meeting expectations. Same with the New York Knicks. Like, sometimes you have, you come yeah. into the season, you're not meeting, ex, you have these expectations and then you can't rise to the occasion or you have a season where you did very, very well and you can't rise to the expectation, you know. Hawks, figure it out. But that's gonna be a real question with Luka Doncic and, and John Morant. So and then and then, you know, there's might be have to be some some rearranging. Reshuffling. That. Yeah, some the reshuffling with I think I think at that point it'll probably be seven. You throw John there, maybe if you want to get active, throw Ant in there and Oh, so you might yeah. just say the hell they just push it to ten. Just yeah. <laughs> throw Lamelo in there, get you know, get the party started. Just, you know? Reshuffle. Yeah, and listen. This this Woo. the the, the twenty five hundred list is more exciting than the top ten players in the in the, the world list to me. Oh, of course, because they're legitimate. Yeah, it, 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 you it, know, it really like it really because, like because you know what it is too. That list, the twenty five and under list, it won't be as interchangeable as it was a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. Like that, you know, top. Uh, three, four, five players of all time thing. It really, in some ways, is a pick or poison. Like, if someone wants to sit here yeah. and tell me they want Kevin Durant over LeBron James, I'm not going to look at them crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. But, like, for them, but that 25 and under thing, it's like, yo, yeah. we're going to have to start analyzing <laughs> the playoff. We're going to have to start yeah. analyzing some wins. Like, yeah. who's like, getting it done? Top, top 10 lists in, in the world, not, not all time. You said all time. Oh, I said all time. Yeah, yeah, top 10 yeah, lists. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, current, yeah, active players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But what's what's going on with like what's going on with like Russell? How do you feel about the situation with Russell Westbrook right now? Because now they they won five out of the last six games, and then of course Russell Westbrook hasn't been playing that well. And we talked about several podcasts about like how when he plays well and they're winning, it's no credit. When he plays well and they're losing, it's a lot of noise. When he when they're winning and he's playing bad, it's a lot of noise as well. So how do you feel about? the Russell Westbrook situation with the Los Angeles Lakers. So when it comes to Russ, you know, and everything that's kind of going on with the Lakers right now, um, I don't think that there's anything that Russell Westbrook can do without people finding a way to criticize him. Right. So like he's one, he's in one of those situations and it's been like this kind of for a while. Like even when you go back to his time with Kevin Durant, it's like, I don't like to use the word like sidekick or anything, but like when you're not the number one option and you're playing with another guy who everyone loves and admires, when your team starts to lose, people don't really look at the coach like that. 
People don't really look at, you know, the best player. They look at the other guys and say, like, yo, he's not getting it done, right? Let, let, let's put all the blame on him. And, you know, I, if a guy isn't playing well, he's not playing well. But at the same time, I think we tend to forget who the hell Russell Westbrook is. And I'm not even going to mention the triple-double thing or anything like that. We know that by now. But just the idea of, like, yo, this isn't, like, he's not a mid. Like, like the Lakers yeah. aren't winning a championship without Russell Westbrook playing well. So y'all can sit here and get mad. Y'all can sit here and say, well, the, trade him, all this and that. Like, as good as LeBron is, and, and even though they've won it without, you know, Russell Westbrook before, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're not winning this year without Russ. So, like, this mentality of, you know, it, it's Russ's fault or, I mean, again, people struggle. He's a human being. But I think there's there more go. to it than just a simple, like, all right, you know. Now, had he been playing like this since the day he got there, all right. Like, yeah. it, it, right. And, 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 I, and I said the same thing with Kimba. I mean, you know how, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to for Kimba, but at the same time, we acknowledge numbers, right? Had he been playing like this up to this point and they were losing every single game because of that, all right, there's not much you can say. By the same time, let's, let's not forget like who he is and what he's capable of doing. Yeah. He's top three right now, trade assists on the season. But people acting like he, he's so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like he's top three right now and created assists, like creating opportunities when that leads to points. And my thing about it is it's just a lack of consistency when we talk about some players with other players. And you kind of harped on like the human being element. And it's kind of like certain fans, and I'll put it like this, like certain fans in media, when we talk about mental health and it pertains to certain athletes, it's like we've seen Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan come out and was very transparent about some of their issues that they faced in their life about mental health and about things that they were going through. And it was very well received from the media, from fans and stuff like that. For some players, that's like a, a Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons comes out and says he's not mentally prepared to really play with the Philadelphia Sixers this year. He was criticized. He was scrutinized. Russell Westbrook at the post-game press conference, he looked mentally checked out. Like that was a, I've never seen Russell Westbrook look like that before in my life. He was criti criticized. He was scrutinized. And my issue with the NBA in general and the people that cover the game is just kind of like the lack of consistency with some players, with other players, when we talk about on the court, off the court. And when we talk about important topics like the one we're talking about now with mental health, you would think that consistency would be on all fronts with something as important as mental health, but it's not. So it's just kind of like, that's my problem. We know what these players sign up for. They're NBA players. What comes with that? Millions of dollars, the fame, the accolades. But at the same time, like you said, these players are human beings as well. Right. And, you know, let me, let me play devil's advocate slightly for just a quick second so, so, so that we acknowledge both sides of it. That is true. Everything you just said is very, very true, especially when it comes to mental health. But I think the thing is with a player like Russ, it's like people are waiting for him to fail sometimes because of the way he might act when he's succeeding, right? With the whole rocking the baby kind of thing. If, you know, if he gets a, a great dunk, he's celebrating. But, and, and it's hard to kind of go against that because if you're going to talk shit, you know what I'm saying? When you dominating, you got to be prepared to, you know, to receive some sort of criticism when you're not. And I hate that yeah. that's the case, but it, it, that's just a real thing. If Russ was quiet 24-7, who knows if people would still be talking shit like this. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, but we'll never know. But I will say, is that the, the thing that I've always enjoyed about Russ's game is that he's always going to, like, play regardless. Like, he's, like he might be upset in, in, in the press conferences and things like that, but he's going to, like, give it his all. Sometimes the numbers might not be there, but the things that he can control and, and straight up, like, effort and energy, that's going to be there. Now, other stuff, I, you know, I know people 
you know, have problems with the, you know, the field goal percentage and the turnovers and things like that. And again, like we have to acknowledge this. I'm not trying to, you know, just acknowledge the good stuff. But yeah. like at the end of the day, you'd be surprised at how valuable it is for a player to show up on a nightly basis. Like you'd be surprised at how, especially as a superstar, right? Like this isn't like, you know, a guy, no shade, but who's on a 10 day trying to get, trying to stay in the league. This is an MVP, right? This is a Hall of Famer. This is a top 75 guy who gives it his all on a night to night basis. And I don't think that should be taken for granted. I, I know fans, especially Laker fans, especially fans of, of, of a team who is used to winning. They just want greatness day in and day out. As well, you should. But just remember, <laughs> he could be acting lazy as hell, right? Like his contract is to the point where like he does not need to play another game in his, in his entire life. He is <laughs> fine, <laughs> right? Yeah. But just to know, I mean, and honestly too, I think there's, there's passion there, right? Like anytime yeah. you're dealing with like something like that, it's because you care. And that's what, yeah. you know, you should really want, in my opinion. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely agree. I just, it's, and I could push back. My only pushback for that is just kind of like, it's a difference between when you're playing and you're talking trash and stuff like on the court and stuff like that, being very successful. But it's also a difference, like I said, in the way somebody is covered for as like media, for as like fans. And that, that has to do with social media. That also has to do with like the media coverage of like certain players compared to other players. I I say media darlings, and I get we joke about it, and we laugh about it a lot. But I say that because it's really a double standard when it comes to certain players. I just saw Stephen Curry for an entire week and a half, basically go through his worst stretch of basketball that we have seen in his career, and it was crickets. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody was saying anything about it. But it's just like Russell Westbrook Lakers won five out of the last six games. He's been playing bad. He's been playing horrible. But it's just like. It's, it's so like scrutinized. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and historically, it's certain players, even the, the greatest, one of the top three players of all time has dealt with this, LeBron James. So it's, I, I get it, the, the expectations you have when you're this good or you're an MVP, it's going to be different. But it's just like, I'm looking at the, the situation where I'm looking at one player who's at this level and the next player at the same level. And just the way things are covered is so much dramatically like different. Yeah. Which is what I have a problem with, like I said, the lack of consistency in the game of basketball when right. we talk about certain things. Right. Well, I mean, certain guys in the league are just untouchable in terms of like they can do no wrong in the eyes of many people. And Steph is, you know, one of you know those people. I mean, both of them, their their backcourt is like that. And that's okay, right? That that like yeah, that's, that's not, not a problem. Their, yeah. That's not that's not that's their not fault. And yeah. if I were them, I would probably prefer it that way. Like it's not anything that they can do themselves. Um, but just generally speaking, how like you said, they get covered, it's like if Steph has a bad game is different from if Russ has a bad game, but we have to understand that everyone is going to have a bad game and just make yeah. sure that we are consistent with consistent. either the pressure or the praise, exactly. right? When you play poorly, we're going to say something. When yeah. you play well, we're going to say something, but just making yeah. sure we're not flip-flopping with the excuses. There you go. That, like that's, 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 that, that's, that's flip-flopping with the, the excuses. That's the like, key. Is like, people say, people, people, people was in my Instagram, I made a post about uh, Russell Westbrook and people were in my Instagram was talking about, yeah, but when, when Russell Westbrook plays bad, he's just, he's, he's horrible. I said, have you seen Stephen Curry when he plays bad sometimes? Like, it's, it's, like it's not, it's not hey. pretty. It's not pretty either. So it's just like, but that doesn't take away from Steph Curry's greatness. Just like it doesn't take away from Russell Westbrook's greatness. Now people are going to say, well, Russell Westbrook has more bad games than Stephen Curry. I said, okay, that's a, now that's a valid point. That's a valid argument. You can probably say that. But at the end of the day, when I look at the regular season, and I look at 82-game schedule, probably 80% of the time, Russell Westbrook's playing well. <laughs> probably 
85 to 90 percent of the time, Seth Curry is playing well. So it's just kind of like we have to understand. That's why most people, like I said, the word casual gets thrown around a lot. But it's really the truth because like most people have never been in a situation where they could play anything competitive or they know the type of like pressure of being in certain situations where it's just kind of like if you've never been in the trenches like that, you don't understand how good you got to be to play well 80 percent of the time. You don't understand, you know, making qu- quick single second decisions on the basketball court. Like it's, it's it, it gets very, very like we, you can break things down very, very to a T, but it's just kind of like people don't really understand that, but it's not for them to understand. It's just for them to enjoy, watch the money, spend money, go to the games and stuff like that. But it's just like, those are the people that be talking and loud the most. And that's what really pisses me off at times. Let me, let me ask you something, right? Everyone loves Steph Curry, of course, but do you feel that Steph Curry talks shit? Of course. Steph Curry is one of the most, and you got to have some like type of cockiness to, to be the, the, the greatest at something or be, Super great or something, but Steph Curry is one of the most cockiest players in the NBA, especially when he gets going. It's it's you the shimmy, the 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 the, the shooting and, and turning and turn away before the ball goes in. Like yo, like that's if you you've been on you've been on basketball. Players do that shit to you, bro. You be fuming at the mouse. Like you be ready to like yo, this this shit really crazy. Like you you come on, this you know. No no, I, <laughs> you know. I know I know, and I asked that question because, like I said, it'd be one thing if. Like he was mute, you know what I'm saying? It'd be one thing if he didn't, you yeah. know, say anything. That's why I say, like, when we talk about Russ, I get it. You know what I'm saying? With the, the you know, Rock of the Baby and all that, you know, with the, the stomping off the duck. And I support that. Me, personally, I like that. Like, if you do yeah. something well in life, you should, you know, let the world know. Like, I'm not with that whole, you know, sportsmanship. is No, the hell with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Live your life. Let, yeah. let your opponent know that they can't guard you. You know what I'm saying? But Facts. I'm with just, it, too. Just be prepared that when the yeah. smoke is on the other side, you better be ready to, you know, yeah. for people to hate. And no, that's real. That's, you know, two sides. But, but fortunately, like you said, to Seth's point, he may not have to deal with it as much, as much, right? I don't want to make it yeah. seem like, as much. you know what I'm as saying? Much. Steph doesn't get any type of criticism. As much, but like, as much. Russ, it's like, they is waiting. <laughs> they, like, they, they lined up to hate. They is on some... Oh. It's crazy, but then you, and then you, and then you push back about like, you'll say something, they'll say like, oh, like, Russ Russell has bad games, and you'd be like, "Well, doesn't Steph Curry have bad games?" But yeah, da, 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 the, the pushback. There's always, never, a, reason. There's always it's never, a reason. There's always a reason. It's never. It's always cons- a reason. It's never consistent. Like some people, are like, oh, like the fit for Russell Westbrook is not. It wasn't a perfect fit. He, I said that from the beginning of the season. All right, cool. It wasn't a perfect fit. So, do you still want Dennis Stroner and Kyle Kuzma over <laughs> Russell Westbrook? Is that hey, what you're telling me? Bro, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you're telling me? Like, so what, so what, so what, which one is it? Which one is it? Like, what, like, that's what I said. Let's talk about it. Like, you, yeah. you want Kyle Kuzma? Yeah. M- Kyle, uh, m- much, lo- Russell Westbrook? M- much love to uh, Kuz, NBA champion, as well as, uh, you know, much love to Dennis Shorter, too. But I think it's funny because people don't ever like addressing the alternative. Yeah. So you sit there and say, like, we don't like the way he's playing. Well, what did you have before? <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing something? Did, did I did oh, I like did I did crazy. I did I miss out on like some shit that you know was there pre pre Rust that like you know the Lakers were oh, yeah I mean obviously you know Lakers were NBA champions of course yeah but like I'm I'm trying to think of another uh, player in the league that's like that it's like people say oh he's you know he shouldn't be here or like you know he's not good for our team have you made the playoffs in the last five years <laughs> like uh, and it's just like yo. How yeah. spoiled do you have to be 
to not realize that your team was cans before a certain player arrived. And obviously now this is a transition into a different, like, clearly not talking about Russ because the Lakers were champions before him, but it's like, how soon people forget what the hell an organization was like before. I know the Lakers are struggling right now, but they they were bad last year. (laughs) <laughs> they like they like they went to the Western Cup. They, you lost in the first round. Like I know that I know LeBron James wasn't fully one hundred percent. I know Anthony Davis got hurt, but damn, it's not like y'all was coming off a of Western Conference Finals <laughs> appearance. Like you're probably gonna go to the the playoffs this year, and the way it seems, you're probably gonna be losing the first round again if you don't get your act together. So it's like, what? hey man, hey, I can't even say nothing to that. So it's just like I don't know. We'll we'll see though. It's it's gonna get interesting. Um, but uh, speaking of. Lakers, we have to talk about um, a former Laker, an all-time great Laker, um, Lance Stevenson. Um, Career <laughs> high, fourteen assists um, for the Indiana Pacers. Man, first things first, <laughs> just, just happy to have Lance Stevenson back playing basketball. And I'm so serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome back. That's another welcome back. Damn, this should have just been the damn welcome back edition. Yeah. Um, welcome back, Lance Stevenson. Welcome back, man. 14 assists is high key, a lot of assists. Yeah. Like, that is. You know what's crazy? It's not two role players on the Lakers that's better than Lance Stevenson. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want you to know that. <laughs> I just want you to know that right now. That was, and, that's, that was, and, that, and that's my, and when pe- that's my problem. When people talk about analytics and stuff like that, and, and this why team, he doesn't fit this team, stuff like that. This is the shit we be talking about. Because, like, how the hell is Lance Stevenson out the league for two years? If I could go point to the Los Angeles Lakers and really say that, yo, it's not two role players on the, the Los Angeles Lakers better than Lance Stevenson. And he's been out two years. You got, you, got, you got Malik Monk and who else? Who else, who else on that Laker roster better than Lance Stevenson? And, Le- and Malik Monk may be a toss-up. Now, I'm just giving Malik Monk the, the, the edge, but it's just like Malik now, Monk, that, all right, role he, player. He's about to get paid. He's about to get ro- paid, though. Role player. But who, who, is, who else is better on the, the Lakers roster as a role player than Lance Stevenson? crickets <laughs> oh, oh i thought that okay 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 no, nothing. um I, I, I was, i'll say this um that's a problem bro that's a problem that's a problem with the nba man there is a lot of uh promise among tht um and i like the way malik monk plays um i think carmelo anthony um you know him teaming up with lebron and i think Melo's gonna come up clutch for the lakers come playoff time i think that was a a veteran signing as opposed to like all right we need True talent or whatever like you know Melo knows he you know he's still on the verge of or in a hunt for his first ring but he still knows yeah. what it's like to play deep in the, yeah, the of playoffs course. Melo's gonna be there. um so I mean and also too I mean when you're playing with LeBron AD and Russell Westbrook I mean you know like in GMs probably know this too it's like they could all probably admit that the 400 and what 50 most talented guys in the world are not all in the NBA right like of some of this it really is based off fit you know what I'm saying? Like some of it is based off locker room presence. Some of this is based off who the hell you know. Some of this is based off politics. Some of this is based off who's on the current team and who they want on the team. So I, I, I wouldn't say that it's some of this is based off money. Um, so I wouldn't say that just because Lance wasn't on the Lakers meant that the Lakers didn't think that he was talented. And I'm not defending their front office or anyone front office, but just the idea that like we all know, as you know, too, like some of this is politics. Right, of course, a lot, a lot of his politics. Uh, yeah, it's politics. But he is here though, and 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 I, and I just you know wanted to give him his flowers and sign a contract for the sign a contract for the rest of the season with the Indiana Pacers. Like, he's, yeah, and that's hey. dope too. That was with the Pacers. 
Only reason, I, only reason, only reason I brought that up because his last team he played with was the Los Angeles Lakers. You heard me say a former all-time great <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> and he, and he did, it wasn't like, yo, he played bad or anything. Like, they could have brought him back. I think it was like a, a million-dollar difference or something. He went to China or something. Like, it's, Man, you know, I wonder if the Lakers have a million dollars to spare. You know, I really don't know. Like, I, I, maybe they're you know, on a, a tight budget where they can't spare a million dollars. Million something dollars, tells, so me, no. something yeah. tells me that you know, they you know, I ain't nobody pocket, you know, but maybe <laughs> they, they, maybe got, they, have, they, got, maybe they don't. Who they knows? got deep pockets. <laughs> they got <Maybe>. deep pockets. <laughs> Hey man, who knows? Maybe they're you know. Uh, what, what, what what organization was it that we were talking about? Um, is a little um hesitant to open up the checkbook. <laughs> New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans game, definitely. Man. New Orleans definitely. That is New a Orleans definitely. Game. Uh, you got cap or no cap? I, I I may have one. I mean, we kind of been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's see, cap or no cap? Cap or no cap? I'm gonna keep it with the. We've been talking about Russell. A lot of people like this this segment, by the way. Like we, we've had. Go ahead, go ahead. Of course, you know. Of course, this segment. Brought it. I brought it to your attention. Yeah, Capra, <laughs> June, Capra, Capra, Cap. June, 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 2021. Uh, Fact. Capra, cap, Capra, Capra, no cap. Russell Westbrook would be in a different NBA jersey by the NBA deadline. NBA NBA trade deadline. Right, right. Wow. You want to keep it Russ related? I do want to keep it Russ related. Just talked about Russ. I, I, what's wrong with that? Ain't, ain't that illegal? Have we made up a rule? It, I want to keep it. I want to keep it Russ related because it's, it's, it, uh, it. It may not. Okay. I'll, let me see. Let right, me see. All right. All right. I'll answer your question, but I think for now on we'll try to keep it the cap or, nep, cap or no cap question to something that we didn't talk about. But I'll, but I'll answer your question. Um, unless you got another one, be my guest. Right. 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 Um. So cap or no cap, Russell Westbrook will no longer be in a Lakers uniform by the trade deadline. Yeah. I'm going to say, basically what? Basically, are the Lakers going to trade Russell Westbrook by the NBA trade deadline? Cap or no cap? No. The Lakers will not trade. I do not believe the Lakers should or will trade Russell Westbrook by the trade deadline. Um, That would hurt. That, that That would hurt, man. So... From OKC to the Rockets to the Wizards, that was like, damn, we, you know, man's getting tossed around like that. It's like, yo, what's, what's, it's not uh, necessary. Around, uh, tossed around like a salad. Like, like, like a salad. But now, you know, going to the Lakers, it's like, all right, maybe he found a home. This is, cause this to me, I mean, they could have won a ring with, um, in Houston, but, you know, shit happens. But this is really like, I feel like his best chance now to win a ring, um, in, in the city. An area that he's from, yeah. and to be traded from there, it's like, damn, I don't <sighs> think that's necessary. Um, I, I really, I don't, I don't see the Lakers doing it. I don't. Um, because then I don't even know what the trade package will look like, and it doesn't really matter. Because, like I said, I don't think they would do it. So, I think the Lakers and and Russell Westbrook will be um in a great shape a couple months from now, or, you know, obviously by the trade deadline. If I'm saying a couple months from now, but um they. It's past Christmas, man. <laughs> so. I mean, it just went on a five-game win streak. Right, and, and that's um, another so. thing, too. I mean, I know we, <laughs> lost, you know we just lost to the Grizzlies, and, you know, Russ didn't have the greatest game, but, like, you know, you win, you know, a couple games in a row here and there, you know, you got, pick you up got, some steam. His next, his next five-game stretch could get scary, though. But this is where we're going to see if the, the Los Angeles Lakers are 
really like about something. They play the Nets coming up. I think they play the Suns. I think they play the Jazz. They they got a tough five game stretch coming up. That's and disgusting. This is, and this is where we're gonna see like yo like if you can't go five hundred, that's a problem. You got LeBron James. You got Russell Westbrook. I don't care who you play. If you can't go five hundred in this five six game stretch, three and three at least, that's a problem. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, I want to say I I. It's hard because now, like, before I just knew that Russell Westbrook was going to be a Laker for the entire season. But after that post-game press conference, you know, one of the reporters asked him, he was like, you know, Russ, you play, you play point guard for Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> he was like, do I? Like, do I play point guard? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you, when, that, when you start hearing stuff like that, it's like now it's got to the point where, like, all right, you, you start to let your emotions really show in the press conference. Now it's, it's getting to a point where now I have to question like, well, I don't know if he's going to be be there come the trade deadline. Because when you start when you're saying like, they start asking you like, how can we fix the, the the team going forward? Like what things do you need to do to work on? Your team needs to work on? He starts saying, I don't know. Because now you get to a point where like I said, like you're starting to listen to all the noise. Like I said, he looks mentally checked out. So I really, it's, I want to believe you this, but now like after seeing that, especially when I hear the comment like, Oh, like, am I the point guard? You know, it's just like, and people, people have always said this about LeBron. Like, no matter who's on the team, LeBron is the point guard. But at the same time, this year, like LeBron James has been playing off the ball the most he's played in his entire career, without Anthony playing the center position. He's been off the ball. But the problem is, it's just kind of like LeBron James needs a, a player like Russell Westbrook because it's not at this age of thirty-seven years old. It's not realistic for him to attack downhill and create pressures on the defense and kicking the ball to shooters as well as put up and produce the amount of points that he's producing on a nightly basis. And he's also not the point in his career where he's older. That's why you can see him go on that 30-game stretch run where he's averaging 30 for seven to eight games, but it's not resulting to wins because he's older now. So you need a player like Russell Westbrook who can like allow LeBron James to play off ball and to score more and stuff like that, but then you're not winning games. And now, like, also Russell Russell being in different positions on the basketball court where he's not having a ball in his hands going downhill because now it's just like the spacing is, is all jacked up because they don't really have elite shooting ability. So it's I, – I, I want to believe you, this, but I, I, I don't know, man. I really, I really yeah. don't. I mean, you know how this goes. Someone's got to be put to blame. You know, someone's got to – and a damn sure ain't going to be LeBron. And a damn sure ain't going to be AD. So that leads out one person. They haven't even played together yet. That's another yeah, I mean, thing. Like, they haven't even played really together. So do you break it up? But you don't even know what you can be. But, but I, I think what it is, too, is that, like, because you, like, you don't have time to waste. Right? Like, yeah. the, the Lakers are, you know, they're not rolling out with a bunch of 23-year-olds. So, like, in their mind, they're 37, yep. We got to get this shit done as soon as possible. All that stuff about chemistry and can we work it out, it is about to be February. Where are we? Um, but I, I still don't think they should trade him. But if they do, that that that's I mean, it'll just be another example of how you know this really is the league and this really is a business, man. I mean, it's yeah, you know, it's and that and that's the thing too that we talked about you know before is like guys definitely want to bring home championships to to the team that drafted them, but like they about to trade someone or they you know could 
trade someone that, you know, love, probably loved being or loved the trade or loved the idea of going back home and mm-hmm. winning a championship, especially his first chip, you know what I'm saying, to the area that he's from. And then less than, what, six months of being there? Thank, thank you. But here's, here's, you know, so this can be rough, man, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, y'all. Just like that, we gone. Peace.